0: And this is The Fatboy Show. It's the Friday special. Today is Friday, the 12th of February, 2021. Thank you so much for listening to RX Radio and also for telling your friends about the RX Radio. It means a lot that you spread the word that we're here doing cool things that you enjoy and we enjoy doing it too. Also, um, be sure to also uh, subscribe to our podcast if you'd like to listen to previous segments. It's all there for you to listen to. So if there's clips or conversations, that you thought were interesting and you wanted to revisit again, uh, you can do that by accessing our podcasts, which are now available through subscription. Just go to www.rxradio.ug, our website, to find out how to subscribe. Well, it looks like this government, after having made several mistakes, (laughs) earlier we were talking about how they shot themselves in the foot by blocking access to social media, forcing people into using vpns becoming accustomed to using vpns and so for them to now announce that oh congratulations ugandans you have full access to social media please proceed and then thereafter expect us to pay OTT. To pay OTT. That's quite a stretch. Yeah. We have over, We have now become used to VPN. Mm-hmm. Even me. By the way, I was never a VPN person me too. Me too. I was always happy to pay my OTT. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and get on with it. But now I've sort of become so used to it Yeah. that uh, getting asking me to start uh, with the OTT might be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be the case for many Ugandans. Now previously, we've seen the government complaining about how URA is not meeting its revenue targets. And, you know, they were relying upon new taxes like OTT to help uh, the government raise money Mm -hmm. uh, to meet its budget shortfalls. But now with the move they pulled, they've essentially decimated OTT. So whatever little money they were hoping to get from that, they can just forget it. Mm. (laughs) And that might be why they are scratching their heads and thinking about even more and more insane ways to tax the struggling Ugandan It's being reported that the government is considering taxing cash withdrawals from commercial banks. In a letter dated 9th February, that was written by the uh, Deputy Secretary to the Treasury in the Ministry of Finance to the Governor Bank of Uganda, this person being Patrick Okialip. Well, he wrote that following our budget consultative meeting held on the 5th of February 2021 at this Ministry of Finance attended by officials from ucc ura telecom operators and bank of uganda it was proposed that we explore taxation of cash withdrawals from commercial banks so this guy further uh says to the governor in the letter that the ministry wishes to seek his opinion on the proposal and requests that he also avails data on different categories of withdrawals for further review and determination by the 12th of february which (laughs) would be today Hmm. So, yeah, the government's governor is supposed to get back with his uh, take on this matter today. So, according to the government, they think this will encourage cashless transactions and instead promote e-commerce, improve tax compliance, in addition to raising
1: revenue. Really? How?
0: (laughs) So, uh, it is not as if Ugandans are already struggling. Look, government... Your highly restrictive, draconian lockdown policies decimated the private sector in every way imaginable, from small business to big business. People were laid off. People got salary cuts. Everyone's been struggling, Mm -hmm. okay? And as we are here, just struggling to pick up the pieces Mm. and find a way to move forward, you then give us the good news that you want to tax us even more?
1: Even more.
0: This has to be, well... (laughs) I guess it was wa- smart of them to not bring this up before elections, <laughs> because it would have it would have been a great uh, issue for the other side to hit on, you know.
1: But now I wonder if they go uh, if this goes through and they start taxing us. How are they going to do it? Like I said earlier, when you withdraw money, the ch- there is a charge to every withdrawal you make, right? Right. Now, on that withdrawal is already. At a duty a 10% excise duty uh, leave it on the withdrawal charge and the bank does not pay the charge okay hang you on so,
0: so the bank charges you
1: for the withdrawal, for the
0: withdrawal. And, and the money it charges you is taxed is taxed, but they offset that tax to you. Who's exactly. You. My gosh.
1: So where you pay two thousand or five thousand? It was like
0: banks are thieves.
1: <laughs> so where you pay, where you pay five thousand for your withdrawal, yeah. you are. It takes five hundred shillings from that. So your cash withdrawal charge will be five thousand five hundred. Now, when you say that you're going to charge withdrawals, uh, over-the-counter withdrawals. What are you saying? They also want to charge ATM withdrawals.
0: So this is just ridiculous.
1: And the agency banking withdrawals—like they want to take our money from every angle.
0: It's ridiculous, and and that's that's why I'm thinking something has to be fundamentally wrong. Like of late, when in the last few years these. These inconveniences that they're doling out to the middle class in particular. And mm. and Andrew Mwenda has said this many times. And as you know, Andrew Mwenda is he's, he's considered to be friendly towards the government, at least his critics think so. So it's not think like. It's a known. <laughs> so it's not like uh, he is biased against them in saying this mm. that uh, if you don't want a revolution, you don't mess with the middle class.
1: Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> You know, peasants can starve, Mm -hmm. peasants can die, Mm. and a country will continue. It is only when the middle class get highly stressed and strained Mm. that a government starts to get problems. That's when you start to see uh, social rumblings Mm -hmm. uh, and and governance might start to become more difficult because now... Um, you know the middle class we're talking the professionals the traders the, the business the class.
1: guys that actually pay the taxes
0: right if those people start to be discontent yo you might <laughs> You might, have a, it. you might have a revolution knocking on your door very soon. That's right. Uh, and so with all so what with what they did with the COVID restrictions that decimated uh, large sections of the business sector, they keep telling us the GDP is growing. Wow, I don't know. Might that be because of all the gold we're exporting that we don't know where it comes from?
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the oil that they have been talking about for years. Of
0: which we see no, none of it and coming rec- back to yeah, us. Yeah,
1: recently there was a report saying that they will not start the actual oil drilling until after three years. Like, we've been talking about oil for years.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Um, So, the middle class, the business class, suffering already with the COVID restrictions. Uh, And then now, you essentially, for those few that tried to do for themselves by creating online enterprises, social media businesses, uh, or or who promote their businesses through social media. You also killed their businesses for a whole month, Mm -hmm. literally. And then now, as if that's not enough, you want to say, okay, the little money you have left on your bank account We want some of it. We want to tax it.
1: But it's already taxed.
0: And to tax it more.
1: You want to tax it more. Because remember, even mobile money withdrawals are subject to a 0.5% excise duty. Uh, So now they want ATM and um, over-the-counter withdrawals and, of course, um, agency banking withdrawals to be taxed. Yeah. So When does it stop?
0: Well, so therefore the governor has to get back to these bureaucrats, you know, the overpaid uh, (laughs) fat guys in suits sitting in these air-conditioned offices, Uh. earning millions and millions and tens of millions upon millions of shillings to oversee a decaying economy. These guys, who aren't affected by any of the policies they implement, they still get their paychecks and allowances.
1: Meanwhile, uh, public servants are non-taxed. Well, uh... Good for them They do not pay Pay as you earn Remember You remember When you were still In employment Yes Most of your salary was going Would to go pay to as pay as you earn Yes
0: I didn't Can you imagine I did not know They don't pay tax
1: <laughs> They don't <laughs>
0: Well there you go So yeah So there you have it You have The policy makers uh, Who are essentially Immune to many of the Destructive policies They advocate for mm-hmm. You know They're just sitting there uh, Just wanting to find More ways to Impoverish us further The governor needs to say no. He needs to... I I, I would hope... and, And I know he's a busy man with a lot on his mind... But he just needs to get back to these guys and tell them stop this nonsense.
1: I hope he does. They asked him to provide data for the last three financial years. Yeah. In 2018. The governor, so needs to 18. Them, <laughs> the governor needs to tell
0: them. The uh, governor needs to tell them, nope. <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, he will give them the data, but I, I hope he advises against this. We are already. Have you ever gotten a, fa- a loan facility from a bank? Do you know the charges that are levied on you and the taxes? Because oh you never gosh. get anything for free.
0: Oh my gosh! You know, so it's just uh, it's it's just a terrible, terrible precedent. And and so I would urge the governor to say no to it. I would urge the president to reprimand this deputy secretary to the treasury. As in, dude, I, like you serious? Mm. I would if I were the president, I'd tell him, dude. I don't want you coming up with such nonsense, because now that your letter has leaked, people are giving me a hard time about it. <laughs> so please, guys, just uh, chill.
1: <laughs> but isn't it the same president that uh, last year, uh, I think with immediate effect, fired the chief at the URA? And uh, some of the reasons cited for her dismissal were that she had failed to meet the targets that had been given to the Uganda Revenue Authority. See?
0: See? But if the government's, You see here And this is the irony Is that if the government Is enacting policies That make it hard For businesses to thrive Which then obviously Affects URA's ability To meet its targets Because if businesses Are making money There are no taxes to collect Mm. So you will not So don't just blame URA You're not collecting enough It's that How are you going to collect taxes From revenue Which is not there Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, if, so if, if now For example You've made it You've essentially killed OTT through your actions, Uh, and then through your restrictive measures, you've decimated the the large portions of the private sector, who for the last year has been struggling in the wake of these COVID restrictions and loss of business, and, and while receiving no support by the government, by the way. And that's another thing. See... We're copying what other countries did. We say, hey, okay, America, they did lockdown, did this, this, okay, fine. But then fine. they
1: gave people those they checks. They gave people money.
0: People <laughs> got relief
1: checks. And they give them food. Have interesting cues of Americans uh, yeah. are lining up to the, at so, the food banks to get food.
0: So, you know, so you just jump when the World Health Organization tells you. Uh, to do things not knowing that in the countries where they come from where they make these rules they have all kinds of provisions to support businesses to support uh, local people
1: to cushion them to
0: to cushion them
1: and so yeah uh, you come here try to do the same thing but then you cannot do half as much as those other countries are doing for their citizens
0: if you want more revenue collected more taxes collected just give people more freedom them. Freedom to trade, freedom to do business. Just don't get in the way. Don't, don't make it hard for them to do business. And then they will make the revenues which can then be taxed. But if at every step of the way you're putting roadblocks, um, I think that you are literally just shooting yourself in the foot. Because now when you send out your tax people, you know, everyone on their tax returns is going to be saying, uh, sorry guys, I, I didn't make revenue this year."
1: <laughs> and and here is a case in point. Um, I I think you've heard of um, Ugandan milk being blocked into Kenya. Yeah. Uh, it's been ongoing for a bit now, and uh, now Parliament has called upon government to institute stringent laws on Kenya and also block their products from coming into Uganda. You get. And the Speaker of Parliament herself said, why isn't the government acting? Isn't she supposed to be part of government?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Technically, no. I mean, she's not in the government, but she is in the party.
1: Okay. Anyway, she went ahead to say that she wonders why the president is quiet. Because the president has not come out on record to talk about this. Ugandan farmers are losing money because the milk is not being taken
0: so that's what and uh, to me this is like it's so surprised. this is not the Museveni I know like what's going on he is old <laughs> this, this, He is tired. Muse, Museveni of <laughs> 10 years ago would, would this would not be happening so, he is
1: losing the ball and that's the one thing he doesn't Is want
0: it to is think. it that he has too much on his mind I think so <laughs> is it Because, uh, I don't know, when we met him
1: and we talked to him, you know, he he seemed like he still had it going on, but... He didn't even look as frail as people say he is. He looked just okay. Yeah. But uh, I think there is, and here I'm speaking in general terms, there is retirement age for a reason, for every one of us. I think there reaches a point in one's life where they are not as functional as they used to be, like, let's say, 10 years before, Mm -hmm. and the president and many people around him are at that age.
0: Sadly, that seems to be the case. Well, obviously, uh, as outraged as we are by this proposal, for now, it remains a proposal. Until it is. (laughs) From a deputy secretary (laughs) to the treasury. So we don't yet know. I mean, the, yeah. the president might categorically, hopefully, he will reject it. I'm hopeful. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if that happens, then they just need to reprimand this guy and just tell him, great guy, be more serious. <laughs> uh,
1: well, uh, I, uh, he's the deputy secretary of the Treasury, right? right? So he's also acting on orders from maybe Keith Muhakanizi Maha- uh, and uh, Mattia Kasaja, the minister of finance. So he's only acting upon orders.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, unfortunately, we, we we got a bit carried away, so we didn't address the second half of the proposal, which mm-hmm. was that it's not only as a revenue-raising uh, measure, but also they want to encourage more e-commerce. In other words, they want to move us towards more of a cashless uh, society, right? Because if fewer people are withdrawing cash from banks, it means then people are going to be relying more on electronic transactions, which then uh, make it easier for government to track those transactions and as a result, it's easier to tax. See, because if uh, there's a lot of cash transactions going on, some, it means that the transactions will not be as easy to track. Because look, if, if, uh, if, if for example, someone gives, if someone buys goods worth 500000 from you and uh, you know, it's, it's a cash transaction, uh, if I come to you and say, hey, show me uh, the records of the transaction, you probably won't have it. And so I probably won't be able to tax either you or the person that gave you the business. So I can see the argument there. But it's also dangerous at the same time. Which uh, sectors
1: can afford to use e-transactions? Am I going to go to buy groceries in the market and I use e the e-system?
0: Well, just, uh, I can only imagine the pastors just going crazy with this. You see what was written in Revelations? (laughs) They want to move us to cashless. (laughs) They want to put a
1: sign on your body uh, without which you will not be able to do commerce. And meanwhile, as the Bible says, and meanwhile, sometime last year or the year before, URA had started had a proposal to look into the money collected in churches because uh, it is not taxed. Uh, there you <laughs> no, go. But how do you tax that money? Because you can't know this week they might collect five million, next week, ten, the other week, uh, three. Yeah, you can only tax something that, uh, that is easy to track how do you track uh offertory and tithe?
0: yeah so you know (laughs) i think uh they they definitely need to tread carefully i mean because i think politically this will will start to become costly Mm. uh for the government i i really think uh even the people that look upon them favorably are gonna start now they're gonna start to say okay we have a problem Mm -hmm. You know, we've been behind this government, we've been supporting it, but man, it's like they ain't got our backs, man. It's like day after day, something new uh, to make my life more miserable uh, instead of the other way around. Uh
1: And what's worse, you see all these taxes levied upon us, but you also see us borrowing lots of money. You wonder, where are the taxes going? What are they doing? B- for instance, OTT, to this day, we don't know what that money is used for.
0: Yeah. Oh, this proposal. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be more cantankerous ones to come our way. Of course. Uh, and of course, we'll be here to bring it to your attention and to talk about it. Thank you for listening to RX Radio. This is the Fat Boy Show.